Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning, and we are pleased to be joined by Nancy Steffens. She is the Communications Director for the State Department of Labor, and also Greg Kalajan. He is Programs and Services Coordinator at the State Labor Department. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. We are talking about unemployment insurance this morning, a busy time of year for that at the Labor Department. Let's start with just the basics of UI, as you call it, unemployment insurance. When does someone become eligible? Well, Greg, why don't you handle that one? Because you you handle a lot with claims. I will take that. Thank you, Nancy. Um, So for a person who has just recently lost their job, they are eligible to file for an unemployment benefit claim. So it's basically right after they have lost their position. Um, Unemployment is a program that is a uh, a, uh, weekly payment. Uh, for someone who has, as I've said, lost their job and is a transitional pay that takes them uh, one week to the next uh, and preparing them to uh, start a new job. So generally, if you are in a layoff situation, you are eligible, but I'm guessing not if you're fired for cause. Well, if you're fired for cause, you can still file an unemployment claim and you would go through the process of filing the claim having a hearing set up, and meeting with a Labor Department adjudicator to review the situation. Someone is eligible for up to 26 weeks of benefits. The maximum amount is $631 a week. How is that calculated? Is is it a percentage of what you used to make? It is a small percentage of what you used to make. I believe, Nancy, you can correct me, um, it's based off of what research sees that is an average weekly pay. Yep, they look at uh, different pay periods, and they also found that uh, it can go up every year based on the you know pay of the average pay for the entire state. And uh, in most cases, we find that uh, although you can collect uh, up to 26 weeks, the average week or the average person collects about 17 weeks before they find a new job, which is great news. And the average benefit is $390 a week. Right. Uh, there's, um, not everybody gets the maximum amount. Uh, average, you know, is, yeah, about 390 How is unemployment insurance funded? That's done by the employers. Uh, employers pay into what's called our, the state's trust fund, and uh, they pay on a quarterly basis. And so um, every quarter we get uh, some more cash into the trust fund, and then it goes right back out to the employees. The Labor Department is in a very busy period when it comes to unemployment insurance. Why is that, and how long does that period last? 
Well, I'll take that one. Uh, this happens almost every year. Um, it is because we do have um, layoffs, seasonal layoffs, landscaping, cold weather jobs, schools go on vacation. Uh, even after the holidays, we have people that are laid off from their seasonal jobs working in retail. So it's probably starts right after the Christmas holiday, and it goes pretty much through a lot of January, probably the third week it starts to calm down. But at that point, we see claims, new claims coming through. We can reach up to a 10000 a week versus in most cases, we're, on a typical week, we get 2500 So we are way ahead or much higher uh, increase than what we would normally see. So does the agency have to really staff up for this period? No, we really can't. Uh, we are federally funded. Our funds remain pretty much the same. In fact, we've seen some decreases in the last couple of years, and we have seen some losses in some employees, or we have seen losses through attrition. Um, at one time, we used to probably have about, what, what would you say, about 80, 90 people handling claims. Um, we're down to about 20 people right now. So what we do is during our, our busy season, we bring people in from other units on a temporary basis. They help out. And we've also used technology. We've been able to really beef up our system. We're trying to modernize it right now. In fact, we're working on making even more improvements. But right now, we're able to use technology so that when you file online, it's quicker and faster. And we've been able to handle the layoff claims. They're called layoff claims or temporary layoff claims much quicker. I'm guessing there are some things that people filing for these claims can do to help smooth the process, make it maybe a little faster and easier for them and the agency to process things. Yeah, Greg, you can probably talk about that with the employee registration number and things like that. One of the things that we've always asked that uh, when you're filing your claim and you want it expedited, um, whether um, you have it or not, is you want to ask your employer about the employer registration number. That um, item alone could help your claim, and it helps the claims taker process the claim a little bit quicker. Um, one of the good things with um, the new way of processing, because they take the claims are taken online now, um, is that the system is available 24 hours, seven days a week. And you know, Nancy, you can chime in as well. But it has been uh, very successful as far as, um, you know, cutting down on the phone calls and the uh, availability to file a claim? Oh, it's been much better. In fact, what you do is we have a website called uh, filectui.com. You go onto the website. There's a green box. There's a blue box. The green box is when you want to file a new claim. The green box is if you're filing a continued claim. And we have gotten some very, very good reviews from the public as far as how easy it is to use. I'm not saying that it's Fast, fast, because, you know, when you're collecting unemployment benefits, there are a lot of questions you do have to answer. But it doesn't take forever. And then once you're, you know, you've filed your claim on a weekly basis, you can go back in and it's quite quick to go back and, and file it on a weekly basis. Where will that number typically appear that you need from your former employer? Will it, will it be on a pink slip? Do you actually get a pink slip when you are laid off? They're required. Uh, employers are required to give a pink slip. Uh, separation package uh, that they the employer could get from the Department of Labor's website, um, but the number does appear on the pink slip, and um, you know as I said earlier, it's one of those pieces of information that's very important when processing your claim without basically trying to cause any delays. So you've got all your information. You go to the Department of Labor's website to file. How long does it typically take for the turnaround after that? 
the turnaround's usually pretty quick, but as Nancy said, we're at uh, you know we're at our highest time of the year with claims coming in. So one of the things we would like to to say to everybody who's filing is is the word patience because we do we have been using people from other areas to help process these claims. Uh, it usually takes a little bit longer to get these claims processed because they are coming in so quickly. But we want to do the the process the claims correctly, so it usually takes a day or two extra to get everything processed and uh, get on the system and so that you'll be notified of what's going on with your claim. And again, what is the website? It's www.filectui.com. And for folks who might not have access to a computer, what can they do? Well, the best thing for them to do is you can um, come to an American Job Center and we actually have benefit specialist people that will help you file your claim because some people that come in to file their claim, they may not even have an email address. So being online, when you have to file online, we need to contact you. We need to find out how to set up the payments because we don't send checks anymore. We haven't done that for a number of years. That's done either by um, we put it right into your bank account or it's done by debit card. So you have to make a choice on what you would like as far as your, your payments. So if you have any issues at all, you're not quite sure, you have some questions, we have five full-service American job centers that you can go to. Uh, We have one in Hartford, one in Hamden, Bridgeport, Waterbury, and Montville. And they have full-time UI benefit specialists there that can help you with the claim. Um, We do know that they're busy this time of the season just because there's more claims coming in. But I know yesterday everybody was helped. Um, Everybody seemed pleased with the service. We were going through. We had some extra people at the office helping with the claims, and it seems to be working out pretty well. I have to say last year, before we had some of the new technology put in, we were actually seeing during this busy season, it was taking up to three weeks to pay a claim. Um, we are down to, we are committed this year, we're looking at probably not more than five days. The American Job Centers are also a good place to go if you are trying to find a job, right? Exactly. Um, they are a great place to go. And in fact, one reason that we wanted to have UI benefit specialists in the American Job Centers is because if you come down to file a claim or if you need some help or need to use a computer, um, after you're done filing your claim, then you can check out all the different services that are available. We've got uh, resume writers. They can help you with your resume. Uh, We have workshops. We have many recruitment services there. We have employers that actually come into the American Job Center with specific jobs looking to hire people. We also have um, career counselors that can help out. We have job postings and, of course, the computers in the career center. Going back to the root cause of why things are busier for you this time of year, Cold weather shutdowns, landscaping, construction, school vacations like bus drivers and cafeteria workers. When are you eligible to collect unemployment benefits for those reasons and when are you not? I'm thinking specifically maybe about summertime. Teachers are off for the summer often. Are they eligible or no? Well, that's an interesting question because with teachers, um, there is a, uh, I believe it's a regulation in place that says that if you have reasonable assurance of returning back to work in a same position or higher, that you can file a claim, you would have to have a hearing um, to decide whether or not you are eligible for benefits. Most teachers uh, don't file for benefits because they are returning to work, and that is a question Uh, that is asked of them uh, upon filing their claims originally. And if you have questions about some of those gray areas, where's the best place to go? 
you can go to the Department of Labor's webpage and there are areas uh, right in the middle of the page that says unemployment uh, insurance. So you can click on that and follow the links for the frequently asked questions about how to file and where to file. This is really a cyclical thing, it seems, with the cold weather shutdowns and an increase this time of year. But I wonder, has it gotten any less so as the economy has improved and, you know, more employers are hiring and, and looking for workers or not so much? No, I think we're always going to see these layoffs at this time of year because we have we always have cold weather and landscapers will not have any work during that time. We always see schools closing for the holidays, so we have the bus drivers and the cafeteria workers that need to apply for temporary benefits. Um, and we always have people after the retail season that they've been laid off. So I don't think that that's going to stop. What is better for us as an agency and for the claimants that are claiming the, the benefits or applying for the benefits is that we are using more technology so that we can get those benefits paid out faster. I mean, unemployment insurance is not going to pay all the bills. Um, that's just not enough money to cover that. But it, it's a temporary form of assistance while you're looking for another job or until your job resumes again. So it, it's, it's not, a, a, you know, it's a safety net in, in that respect. You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Nancy Steffens, Communications Director for the State Department of Labor. She is joined by Greg Collagen, Programs and Services Coordinator at the Labor Department. Moving on to uh, another topic, don't lose your benefits is an ongoing campaign the Labor Department has. It's not a situation where you simply file and then you can set it and forget it until you find a job. You have to certify that you are out there looking, correct? Yeah, and I think Greg is going to be a great person to talk about this because his unit actually works on this and worked specifically on this campaign to make sure that people didn't lose their benefits because they haven't kept track of their job searches. One of the requirements that um, that we look at in uh, at the Labor Department when you're filing on a weekly basis is that you're actively seeking full-time work. Um, so as a requirement for unemployment, uh, we want to make sure that everyone is aware of that and to don't lose your benefits campaign um, was an idea that came from, um, you know, one of the people in my unit who said that it's, it's simple. Each week, you know, you record your benefits and I mean, you record your efforts and uh, you mark them down so that if you are asked to report them, that you have them. You know, it's a smiley face emoji. I know it sounds, uh, it sounds silly, but it, it, it's become very effective. So what we don't want to do is, is that we don't want to have to have a situation where you don't have that information where if you're audited, you could possibly lose your benefits for a week. So uh, part of this campaign was to get this information out on social media, um, on the radio, um, like we're doing today, um, the job, uh, American job centers have posters and, uh, tent cards, uh, promoting, uh, this initiative. And, uh, we've so far found it very successful that people are noticing what they need to do, because again, it is a requirement for unemployment on a, when you're filing on a weekly basis. When does that requirement start when you filed? It starts day one when you file your first claim. So when the question is asked, did you, you know, did you seek work this week? And you say, yes, you may be asked to provide those um, three efforts or more, depending on how many you looked for, if you are audited. Um, our advice is, is that you go onto the Department of Labor's webpage. Uh, and as Nancy had mentioned earlier, it's uh, www.filectui, 
www.ghostbusters.com. And you can uh, print off one of our uh, newly revamped uh, job search logs. We have it both in English and in Spanish. And that, you know, what we're saying is, is that print a copy. Each week, write that information down. Because if you are asked, it's already there for you. What sort of documentation is acceptable to prove you've been looking for work? Um, well, what we look for is that if you're asked name of employer and address, um, who your contact person was, um, a phone number so that we could reach out to them if you do get audited, um, other pieces of information if asked for it could be uh, if you apply, apply for a job online, you can print out the email that says that they received your application or, um, you know, uh, anything that will show us that each week that you did make an effort at the ABC company, that if we need to contact Nancy, who's the employer over there, Nancy could say, yep, I've, I, I saw Greg's application and he, had, he did apply. So um, anything like um, that would show that you did do it, we'll accept it. What can happen if you certify that you have been looking for work and can't prove that you have? Well, in case of an audit, if an audit is done and you cannot prove that you did look for work, we would have a hearing. We would look into this We because everybody is has due process. Um, and if it comes to the point where you cannot prove that you look for work and you, you could be denied benefits for that particular week. So we don't want that to happen. Um, but if you are found that um, you were, did not seek work for a particular week and you're denied benefits for that particular week, you would owe the money back to the Labor Department. And you have to prove that you've been applying for at least three jobs per we're, week? We're asking that you're looking for at least three jobs on three separate days during a particular week or for every week that you're filing for benefits. And generally speaking, if you're, you're job hunting, I, I've heard it said that that should be your full-time job. Is that the thinking of the Labor Department, too? It absolutely is. That's one reason why we encourage people to go to the American Job Center. Um, when you're looking for a job, that should be your focus, um, whether you go down there in the morning and start out at the career center, meet with a career specialist, um, start applying for jobs online. We may even have some recruitment events going on at the American Job Center. That counts as being looking for work. Uh, we have found um, that people, some people have struggled to find a new job. They just aren't getting an interview. Um, they've got a resume. They'll come down and they'll meet with one of the resume writers and we'll do some tweaks. We'll maybe change the messaging a little bit. And suddenly they're getting some interviews. So it can make a difference um, just having the right resume. Many uh, employers look for certain keywords. They run them through software. And our specialists know what to look for or what those employers will be looking for. So they can really make a big difference for you. The Labor Department also acts as a clearinghouse for job listings, correct? Correct. We have the, we have uh, Connecticut Hires, CT Hires. It's an online job bank, and we have hundreds and hundreds of listings on there. Plus, employers can post their listings. We'll help an employer post their listings, and it's free of charge. So if anybody wants to go on cthires.com, you can go and use our free job bank. I'm guessing for some job seekers, they might have to have their skills maybe updated a bit. Can the Labor Department also help with that with some retraining? 
Well, there are training dollars not always available to everybody. Again, federal funding is not always, you know, as much as we would like it to be, but there is funding out there and you may be eligible for that. You won't know until you come down to an American Job Center and talk with somebody there. We have dislocated workers that maybe have lost their job because there's been foreign competition. There's, uh, you know, specific money for that. They may be because for some reason there was a, a, uh, a job was lost due to some sort of a move. There may be money for that. So you never know until you, you stop at an American Job Center, meet with a counselor, and see what may be available. And in any case, even if you aren't available for those retraining dollars, you may be available, you know, you, you would be able to go to a a workshop and these workshops really can help you with your skills computer skills English as a second language if somebody's having an issue with you know with a language barrier anything like that those are absolutely free Greg what else do people need to know about collecting unemployment benefits I'm thinking I've applied I'm collecting benefits I'm proving that I'm going out and looking for work and I've got a job when do I have to stop collecting well, you have to stop collecting, you know, once you start or you return to work. Because again, the question is, is that, you know, unemployment is for somebody who is partially or fully unemployed. So if somebody is working maybe a part-time job, they may be entitled to file for, for partial benefits. But if you're returning to full-time work, okay, by our regulation and, and, uh, and laws is that you are not unemployed anymore. And we want to make sure that people are aware that, again, even if you're working and you're not being paid, you are fully employed. You cannot collect for that particular week, even though you may get paid in a month from now. Okay. So exactly. Say I start at the beginning of the month. I don't get paid until the end. Mm -hmm. It's not as if I can collect until I get the first paycheck. That's correct. And that's, that's unfortunate because some people think that because they aren't going to have a paycheck coming in like for two weeks that they can still collect unemployment benefits, but they can't. As soon as they go back to work, they have to call in, let us know that they're, found, you know, they're, they're back to work and the unemployment benefits will stop. In terms of reporting unemployment benefits on your taxes, are they taxable and, and how do the people get the information they need to report that? They are taxable, and you do need to report that on your income tax. And we do have what uh, we would consider probably a W-2 for your tax or for your benefits. And you can get those online from us at the Labor Department now. We've had that service now for what, a couple of years now, Greg? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. And, and, and the good thing about it is, and, and not to interrupt Nancy, but what she was probably going to tell you is, is the best, one of the best things is it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And a point that uh, Nancy had brought up is that um, earlier as we were talking is that you could reach back five years and get some old uh, W-2s or in this case, 1099Gs um, if you're filing for back taxes or back claims. One of the things that we had a, an issue with and one reason we went online was not only just for the convenience because people were wanting them 24-7. You, you might be doing your taxes at 8 o'clock at night and you suddenly realize you need it. But also, people during the year, they move. So we were sending out all of these 1099s, and we, they were coming back to us. And we weren't able to find the people, or we were having to resend them. It was actually costing a lot of money, and it was very inefficient. And people were not getting them in the long run. So the best thing to do was to put them online. 
If for any reason you do need a paper copy, you want a paper copy, you can't go online for any reason, you can always contact us again. You go to the website that we talked about before, filectui.com. There's an online assistance area, and you can request a paper copy of your, your 1099. It will take uh, probably about a week or two to get it just because of the, 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 uh, the load that we have to handle as far as requests. But it is available to you. Greg, what's the number one question you get about unemployment benefits? When am I going to get paid? Uh, how quickly will I get paid? Um, you know, uh, is my claim processed? And again, it's the time of year where, um, you know, patients with uh, having the claim process, we try to process them as quickly as we can. And they want to make sure that their claim was received and that their claim was processed. So I'd probably say right now that's our biggest question. He is Greg Collagen, Programs and Services Coordinator at the State Department of Labor, joined by Nancy Steffens, Communications Director for the Labor Department. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.